Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. I have one thing to say. You better work. Three snaps up, Macedonian Phil. Three snaps up. Let's create a runway here, right on the WABC walk uh, floor, in which we can dress up as drag queens and sashay compose. Three snaps up. With RuPaul, a member of the family of Pauls, Ron Paul, the patriarch. You remember, congressman from Texas. And then his son, Rand Paul, the ophthalmologist from Kentucky. And, of course, Sachet Composé, RuPaul, and Drag Race. Oh, and it is incredible because you would think, as I have just indicated some of the crimes taking place in New York City, and I'll indicate other crimes coming up, that the Attorney General of the City of New York, Tish James, proud graduate of Lachlan High School, Christian Brothers, what happened there? You graduated Rudy Giuliani, and you graduated Tish James from Bedside Do or Die. And you know what she's doing on Sunday at 11 a.m.? Apparently at the uh, Gay and Lesbian Bisexual Transgender Club in Greenwich Village. She is promoting with our tax dollars Drag Story Hour. That's right. She is the hostess with the mostest. There will be drag storytellers, city and state elected officials. They're not doing anything about the flight of families out of New York City on a regular basis. They're not doing anything about the quality of life. They're not doing anything about the soaring crime. This is the same group that wants to defund, eliminate the police. This is the same group that wants to defund the prisons and eliminate prisons. But so the most pressing problem that they say exists in our society is that there are not more drag queen reading hours for children. And on this flyer, they even have a picture of a little baby, a little baby. And they're going to do it for hours and hours. And obviously, counter demonstrators are going to show up and they're going to be clashing. And it's going to be a great event for the paparazzi and for TV newscasters. But in reality... Is this really what is the number one issue in the city of New York? Or really, in most places all across America, it's crime. It's crime. It's crime. We can't even teach kids to read at fourth grade level. Tom DiNapoli, the state uh, controller, has just reached a uh, published a report that indicates reading levels and math level achievement for fourth graders in the public school system from Buffalo to Brooklyn is at an all-time low. So how are we going to raise your ability to read and do English and speak English properly? Drag queens who are going to be doing uh, splits, uh, bending over, touching their toes, all kinds of uh, 
homoerotic movements as drag queens in front of children? No, do it for the adults, huh? Do it for the adults. And Attorney General, Attorney General, State Attorney General Tish James, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is what you're doing with our taxpayer dollars? Oh, yeah, and prosecuting Trump every chance you get, Donald Trump, family members of Trump, Trump organization, Trump businesses. But you're doing nothing, not nothing about crime. In fact, you support the no-cash bail as the top elected law enforcement agent in the state of New York. Oh, my God. And wait a second. It gets worse. It gets worse because now we see that George Santos, right? George Santos is at it again, ladies and gentlemen. This is incredible. Oh, my God. Oh, the drag queen for three years who tried to become drag queen for the annual Carnival in Rio. He has surfaced again on so many levels. And Peter King, who is responsible here in the Nassau County GOP for bringing this drag queen to our attention and helping elect him as the uh the uh, the congressman in the third congressional old Swazi district over Zimmerman. This is what Peter King had to say earlier today on Sid and Friends. These are good times for Long Island between Jesse Garcia and Suffolk, Joe Cairo and Nassau County. We're making great strides. All we have to do is find a way to get rid of George Santos. <laughs> ha! Yeah, get rid of George Santos. He's not leaving. He just signed up for another hitch. He filed his papers and he's going to run for re-election. He'll crash and burn. There'll be a number of Republicans who will probably primary him. But this is going to be a Democratic seat. He is so stained. He is so tainted. What Republicans stand for, that it's going to impact every newly elected Republican congressman who gave the majority to McCarthy as Speaker in the House and not Hakeem Jeffries. And now they all stand a chance of being toppled because of George Santos Thank you, Peter King of Nassau County. Uh, by the way, the Nassau County GOP, uh, you say, well, why didn't they do anything? They accepted $185,000 from this drag queen. $185,000. And then they pretended, see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. That's the real story. In fact, uh, Macedonia fell. I think I'm going to the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade that's coming up in uh, Rockville Center, the heart of P. King's support. And I think I'm going to uh, raise a sign as I walk down there, and I'm going to say, uh, George Santos, drag queen, brought to you by Peter King of the Nassau County GOP. But speaking uh, of George Santos, what a triple u disgraziata and shanda, back-to-back, belly-to-belly. We find out that he is now registered to run for re-election. We find out that he was a Fagan training other Brazilian young men to actually go into ATM vestibules, put little cameras underneath when you go to withdraw your money or deposit your money or doing your banking information that could photograph all your personal information and then basically clean out your account. Fagan-like in that manner. And now we find out that he was a broker for a $19 million yacht, believe it or not, uh, that was out there. I don't know if it was the uh, Nautical Mile in Freeport, but apparently you had some guy out there, some uh, car dealer. Oh, man, sometimes they're the absolute worst of the worst. A guy named, um, let's say, what was his name? Tantillo. Raymond Tantillo, a Long Island auto dealer who apparently used George Santos as a broker to sell his 141-foot super yacht. And people were saying, well, yeah, that's where he made all the money from. 
probably got maybe 5% of that, 2% of that. Who knows? But he was the broker. Since when is George Santos ever a broker? But then again, you can't believe anything that George Santos says. But this is a story worth following up on, courtesy of the Nassau County GOP and Peter King. This uh, George Santos keeps giving. And he keeps giving all the white-collar crimes that he was committing all during that time that he was amassing a fortune so that he could grease the palms of the Nassau County GOP so that they would see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, even though the North Leader, a very prestigious community uh, community newspaper that serves the entire North Shore of Long Island, winner of 19 Pulitzer Prizes, had published what George Santos had done in September – uh, two months before the general election against Zimmerman. Zimmerman, that disgraziata himself, was head of public relations firm. He said nothing about this. He thought he could just slip through. So a pox on all of them out there in Long Island. Meantime, we turn back to the city, the five boroughs of the city of New York, and all of a sudden, oh, there's a gang war going on. There's a gang war going on. Just listen. And this is what was ironic at all three locations outside of high schools throughout the city where they're claiming that there was this retaliatory gang war going on, bang, 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 from morning to the afternoon to late in the afternoon. It was like three Irish cops. It was like old school, Officer Crumkey. You didn't see a black cop amongst them or a Hispanic have all three Irish cops giving the press conferences at all three of these shootings outside of high schools in Manhattan. Why do I say that? The proximity, geography, around schools, age of victims, and now we confirm at least one incident. This incident here, it's gang motivated. Ah, uh, gang motivated. You think maybe uh, the cops could be doing stop and frisk again? Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. You think we could let them start doing stop and frisk of these young men that we know are toting guns. All you got to do is eyeball them and look at them and look at the bulge. This is what cops are trained for. But, oh, no, the cop, the three Irish cops in advance of St. Patrick's Day, reminding me at one time when they were all Irish in command, talking about how this is a continuing act of gang violence. We're proceeding like this is all connected. All right, As the squad works through this tonight, we'll have, we'll have some better answers tomorrow, but we have to proceed this way. So look at it, the three schools, right? So you had Martin Luther King High School uh, on the west side. That was the first shooting that took place at about uh, 9.30 in the morning, West 68th Street in Amsterdam Avenue. They collared that thug. He had a long rap sheet. Then 129th Street in Madison Avenue. uh, There was a shootout there, injuries. And then the final one was at 104th Street in Park Avenue. Now, Mayor Eric Adams went to the first location, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. High School, on Amsterdam in 68, but he said nothing. He didn't do any interviews. This guy is like lens lice. And then as I was looking, I said, hey, wait a second. At all three of these press conferences, we did not see the mayor. We did not see the deputy mayor of public safety, Banks, Phil Banks, who... uh, should have been in jail for police corruption years ago, except he became a confidential informant to avoid jail. We didn't see the police commissioner, Sewell. Remember, she's been in a beef with the mayor and uh, Deputy Mayor Banks of public safety because they cited when Juanita Holmes, when she brought in Cardi B to uh, the police academy at College Point against the wishes of Sewell. She wasn't there. 
And the other guy who's been like Lenslice all the time of late, Jeffrey Madry, chief of the department, he's usually the spokesperson at these shooting events. He wasn't there because he's in hot water for having given slack to a former high-ranking black police uh, department member in the 73rd Precinct in Brownsville when apparently he pulled guns on kids who were messing up outside of his business. Wow. Three press conferences, three Irish cops. It's like the old days, but you know it is an indication that there are problems at one police headquarters between Adams, Banks, Sewell, Jeffrey Madry, and Juanita Holmes, who has the biggest smile on her face, like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird because she's saying to Sewell, see, Adams has my back. <laughs> Adams has my back. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. Evil minds that plot destruction, sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields of bodies burning. Machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, larger Ah, War Pigs Classic Kazi Osborne, Black Sabbath We gotta play it again today Because now that the old Soviet Air Force, a.k.a. the Tsar's Air Force, Putin, took down one of our drones over the Black Sea, we have some who are declaring it an act of war. And they've all appeared here on WABC and talk television. It's sort of like their time to rise and shine. Just check out their portfolios. Are they being supported, their foundations, their institutes, whatever, by Blackstone or General Dynamics? First off, we have uh, Gordon Chang, who is the biggest of the warmongers. I, I got to loop this because he must have said World War Three like three or four times with Sid this morning on Sid with Friends. World War Three. 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 Yeah, World War Three. Where did I hear that before? Hmm? Almost every time there's some kind of an international geopolitical situation. So this morning with Sid, he's talking about how this is the result of Obama and Trump and Biden not going to war against Putin and Russia. Yeah, he included Trump, too. What we need to do is in a very dangerous moment where um, our large powers don't respect us is to instill that respect. And I'm not saying this won't be dangerous. It's exceedingly dangerous. But we have followed policies for decades that have opened the door to this. And when history writes the, um, the Ukraine war, yeah, they're going to say that uh, Russia was the aggressor. But they're also going to say that it was bad Biden policy, bad Trump policy, bad Obama policy that permitted Putin to think that he could invade in the first place. Huh. So now he has uh, Trump there in the Trinity Troika trifecta because 
He just wants all-out war against Putin, the czar that he is in Mother Russia. But his solution is every time they escalate, we have to go over the top in retaliation. Every time we do not escalate, every time we do not impose the cost, we teach our adversaries that they can take American lives or do other things with impunity. And now this has gotten extremely serious because neither the Russians nor the Chinese respect the United States. So now it's, oh, that's right, he mentioned the Chinese. There's never an interview that Gordon Chang does, even though this was about the Russian uh, aircraft that uh, took down the, uh, the drone over the Black Sea. Remember, it was uh, February 11th. It was two days before the Super Bowl. I'll never forget. The very next day, February 12th, uh, President Joe Biden gave the orders to shoot down the red Chinese balloon that was hovering over the coast of South Carolina, right off of Myrtle Beach. All the golfers there had stopped. They were watching the balloon. And then on that Saturday, while I was on with uh, Anthony Weiner, left versus right at 3 o'clock, they shot down the balloon. Notice we've never gotten a detailed report from all the paraphernalia that was recovered out there by the Navy and the Navy SEALs. What, if anything, was in that red Chinese balloon? But I remember on that Friday of February 11th, because the red Chinese balloon was hovering over the United States, what did warmonger Gordon Chang say all day long on WABC, Fox uh, Channel, you name it, every con- conspicuable uh, uh, media outlet that would want Gordon Chang, the easiest guest in the world, to book? Will not allow its um, acts of war to be committed without uh, repercussion. Yeah, will not allow acts of war to be committed without repercussions. And remember, acts of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. An act of war. An act of war. war. Committing an act of war. Committing an act of war. <laughs> this is an act of war. By the time he got to Rita Cosby at night here, he was so tired, he just kept repeating. That was an act. He wanted us to go to war against Red China, Emperor Xi. And this is the guy who wrote a book, remember, like 10 years before, that said, oh, in 2011, uh, Red China is going to implode economically. You know, they're just going to be consumed. And then everybody said in 2011, what happened, Gordon Chang? He said it's going to happen in 2012. So whenever you need a warmonger, whenever you need someone to prime the pump against Red China, in this case, Tsarist Russia, you go right to Gordon Chang. But he's it's part of a whole cabal out there. The biggest warmonger of all is Lindsey Graham. Remember when Lindsey Graham would travel the world at that time with John McCain and Joe Lieberman always sounded like he was constipated. They didn't know a country that they didn't want us to go to war against. Remember they met the rebels out in Benghazi that Gaddafi said he would wipe out? And they supported the rebels there, who turned out to be Muslim Brotherhood. Mm. And then all of a sudden, we destabilized Libya, got rid of Gaddafi, who had given up his nuclear weapons to Bush 43. What a schmuck to give up his nuclear weapons. That would never have happened to him. But thanks to uh, John McCain and mostly Lindsey Graham, we sided with the Muslim Brotherhood. And look at Libya now. They did the same thing in northern Syria. They met with elements of ISIS 
They were battling Bashir Assad, the butcher of Damascus in Syria. And so they wanted us to side with elements of ISIS. They didn't even know they were ISIS. But, hey, anything to go to war. And then I don't have to tell you about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And then always Iran. Bomb, bomb, bomb Iran. And most recently, Lindsey Graham, right, wants us to go to war against the narco-terrorists in Mexico. Even John Bolton, warmonger, has said, don't call them international terrorists. They're not international terrorists. But that doesn't stop Lindsey Graham from wanting to declare war against the world on behalf of the United States. It all started with uh, Afghanistan. When Biden got into power, he pulled out of Afghanistan, and that set everything else in motion. Uh, Obama's president, Putin invades uh, Ukraine, takes Crimea. Biden gets elected president. Putin's trying to dismantle Ukraine. Uh, The border is completely broken. The Mexican president is taunting the United States, belittling the Republican Party, claiming Mexico is not responsible for the poisoning of America through fentanyl. And our commander in chief is sitting around playing the fiddle while the world burns. So President Biden, you're the Rodney Dangerfield of world leaders. Nobody respects you. And if you don't change your game and up your game, we're going to have World War III. Here we go, World War Three. World War Three. I can't believe I'm hearing that again. World War Three. World War Three. World War Three. World War Three. Notice. World War Three. Notice the synergy here. Back to back, belly to belly. Gordon Chang, World War Three. Lindsey Graham, World War Three. Lindsey Graham talked about Mexico there too. How many uh, teenagers and young adults are not going on spring uh, break? to the west coast of uh, Mexico, the east coast of Mexico, from Cancun, Acapulco, to all other parts, because the FBI, the State Department, and Lindsey Graham has declared Mexico to be dangerous. Have you seen the offers that they're offering? All-inclusive stay. All the booze you want to drink. You'll love this Macedonia, Phil. You just came back from there. So did Frank Morano, the Mameluke. All-inclusive stay for a week. A thousand bucks? That's airfare. That's seven days. All the booze you want to drink, all the food you want to drink. You want to bet the Macedonian Phil would run through a uh, machine gun line in order to get there? This guy's crazy. And then on the five last night with John Katzmatidis and Rita Cosby, Tony Carbonetti, former chief of staff of the Giuliani administration, decided that he wanted to talk to the number one general in all of talk TV and talk radio. It's right out of central casting. He might as well be Dr. Strangelove. Who am I talking about? General Jack Kane. And listen to what Tony Carbonetti says, which is nonsense. Historically, the Russians have had no problem shooting down commercial airliners. I mean, they've shot down at least two in the last 30 years. So why wouldn't they... Just come and poke one of our, you know, unmanned drones. Nothing seems to happen to them. Okay, let me think. All right. So, Tony, you said two commercial air flights. Russia shot down. KAL flight. The Korean air flight. Uh, yes, the Russians shot that down. And then they shot down. It was their supporters in the Donbass in the eastern Ukraine. I think shot down that Ukrainian airliner that was coming from uh, Egypt to Kiev. Yeah, they shot that down. But notice how he conveniently forgets Iran Air Flight 655, July of 1988. Two surface-to-air missiles fired by a USS Vincennes to that Airbus. 
filled with Iranians. Remember, we weren't at war with Iran. We weren't at war with Iraq. We were letting them fight it out, uh, you know, providing tow missiles to the Iranians to take on Saddam Hussein, who we said was our friend at that time. The tow missiles came from what? The monies that Oliver North and Admiral Poindexter was getting uh, for the sale of tow missiles to the Iranians by the Israelis so that we could support the Contras of then Ronald Reagan against the Sandinistas of Daniel Ortega. Remember all of that? Remember how our friend today is our foe tomorrow? Just look at Gaddafi. Our friend today gives up his nuclear weapons, and then the next minute he's our foe. And we annihilated him based on what Hillary wanted, Obama wanted, John McCain wanted, and the warmonger Lindsey Graham. So Tony Carbonetti naturally thinks only uh, what Russia did, never mentions what we did. And then, of course, from central casting, General Jack Keane knew exactly how he had to respond. Well, we'll see. I mean, I certainly uh, something should as a consequence of this. I agree. And, and I'm hoping that uh, we... The drones are parked, by the way, in staging areas uh, in uh, in Crimea. Uh, Crimea is Ukraine territory, not Russian territory, although the Russians claim that territory. So there's a lot of vulnerability here. Russia is flying drones on a regular basis. Uh, many of the more recent drones they're flying are the ones they got from Iran. But, yeah, you know, there's, there's obviously reciprocal action that, that could be taking that doesn't necessarily escalate the situation, but certainly gets their attention. Yeah. So we just blow blow out of the sky some of the Russian drones that were provided by Iran as they patrol over the war area of Iraq, the, excuse me, of the Ukraine, the eastern area, the Donbass area. There are so many drones up there. There are U.S. drones. There are Ukrainian drones. There are Iranian drones. There are Rush, Russian drones. It's a war area. Our drone was in a war area. Oh, the Black Sea, it's international waters. No, it's not. It's a war area. You want to go to war? You want to go to war against Russia? Because they knocked a drone down that crashed into the Black Sea? First, it was the balloon on February 11th. We go to war. We shot the balloon down, and then all of a sudden we, we backed off because we had three other balloons that we shot down that were ours, one over the Yukon, one over Alaska, and one over Lake Huron. Our, our balloons. And now because the Russians take one of our drones down, we're going to go to war. Remember when John Bolton went into the White House and there was Donald Trump, and the Iranians had taken down one of our drones over the Straits of Hormuz, and he's... And Bolton said, our Air Force is in the air, Mr. President, give them the command, and they will bomb Iran back into this Stone Age. And he says, wait a second, we're going to do that because they took down a drone over the Straits of Hormuz? He called it off. Donald Trump was right, and the warmonger Bolton was wrong, Lindsey Graham is wrong, and Gordon Chan couldn't be more hopelessly wrong, warmongers that they all are. Check this out. It's the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Spectacular! Now, here's the sin wrap-up. Boy! No, Lou and Max Tony and Phil, when I was on with Sid this morning, 7.05, as I am every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.05. We went back on the, uh, actually, time machine, the New York Yankee time machine. Uh, I am still sitting shiver for the loss of Joe Pepitone, uh, number 25. Great. I mean, you talk about a roller coaster ride of a life. We shared some of the memories of Joe Pepitone, who lived on 76th Street, right in Canarsie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All roads lead to Canarsie. Boy, he had some tough times. Uh, in fact, with Bo Dito, who was here, he remembers, oh, yeah, he got college, 73rd Precinct, Brownsville, on the corner of Norwalk and Rockaway. He and two guys from Rockaway Parkway and Canarsie were dealing incredible amounts of heroin, quaaludes, all kinds of drugs. And Joe Pepitone in 1985 was looking at possibly 15 years. And then all of a sudden, he went to rehab. He was able to get his life together. And unfortunately, he uh, died at the age of 82. But it led us into a discussion about Roy White, number six. And it's something that Sid Met fan and uh, Peter King Met fan and a uh, Yankee fan who hates the Mets can uh, all agree on. Did you love sports? I love your sports mind. I've been talking for two days about Roy White. I interviewed Roy White yesterday. I can't think of a better man for the Yankees to put in Monument Park than the man who spent his whole baseball career in the Bronx than Roy White. I know you're a Met fan like me, but what do you think about Roy White in Monument Park? To me, guys like Roy White are what baseball should be all about. They're solid, they're steady, they're not in the headlines, but they're there every day doing what has to be done. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I remember seeing Roy White, left field. There was only 5,000 fans in the cavernous Yankees stadium. This is when the dog days uh, of uh, August, when the Yankees, after losing to the St. Louis Cardinals in 64 and seven games, uh, all of a sudden the team was sold to Michael Burke uh, of CBS, former CIA agent, and CBS tried to destroy the Yankees. They were like in last place every year. Roy White was in left field, Bobby Mercer center field. But, I mean, it was it just wasn't enough. Of Roy White, uh, he all the fundamentals. The best well-read ball player ever, constantly reading, coming out of South Central L.A., a gang area. And you know what they were selling in the stands that day uh, with my cousin uh, Lenny Beans Bianchino as we sat there? Roy White Canisius. Roy White Canisius. And then from that, we went into the euphoria of remembering the Yankees of old to uh, Macedonian Phil, who thinks that he has the second best instinct in all the radio. And I take back what I said yesterday about you being the second best instincts at the station. You can't I can't take that back. It's already I already have the audio, and I've sent it out to I everyone want, I know. I wonder why that's happening. <laughs> well, I made Curtis upset. And, oh, well, who cares? Right. Actually, I, I said to Curtis, I said, uh, after a long evaluation, I believe now you're fourth at the station. 
And he said, who's number three? And I'm withholding that from him. So so not only am I gonna not going to bring you down a couple notches, but I put somebody else ahead of Curtis. Uh, that's fair. It is fair? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. You can't lie to appease Curtis. That's the truth. Number two. Uh, that's me. You are number two. That's well, it. to be fair, I think, you know, maybe I might be number one. But Well, <laughs> that's the conversation we have at different times. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, what he didn't say to me was uh, that he had been at a dinner with Frank Carone and his crooked uh, brother, Anthony Carone, who now are putting in, now get this, ladies and gentlemen, in the Rockaways right before St. Patrick's Day Friday, five homeless shelters and four halfway houses, and Sid, friends with the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, is not doing anything to protect the Rockaways. I'll get him Friday morning, St. Patrick's Day, for sure.